Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast hosted by Kendall and Jackie, and here we talk about everything horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, and the tropes. And we have new episodes released Tuesdays bi-weekly. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Terranova underscore podcast. But also feel free to reach out through email at terranova.pod at gmail.com. And most importantly, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog too. Cujo. <laughs>everybody hello listeners hello fans hello everybody how's everything going this week's a little different this week is going to be me and a guest a reoccurring guest or someone that you are all familiar with uh jackie couldn't be here this week she'll be back of course i'm bringing in nina horror content creator the spooky librarian unless she calls herself on instagram we got on for a terror talk that was so much fun and hey nina how's everything hello everything's good welcome back welcome back how's life how's everything been since I guess the last it's week the last since we spoke. Week. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been good. It's uh, I'm waiting for the weather to get a little cooler. It's uh, that time of year where I'm just super hyped for spooky season. And so I'm like watching every leaf turn yellow, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, uh, so it's good. It's good. Yeah, that is always. A, I feel like it's, that's the most fun time of year is like right around here, August, September, where people are just like, it's almost spooky time. Like <laughs> we're, just, we're almost there. Like even people who don't care about horror, are just like it's, it's almost, almost that time, there. guys. Like. No, for me, as soon as... Pumpkin uh, Spice Lattes and horror movies. Pumpkin Spice... <laughs> oh, my God. I am one of those people that's just like, I am ready for Pumpkin Spice Lattes. Uh, my husband's like, that's <laughs> that's so basic. And I'm just like, I am that basic bitch. Give me my Pumpkin Spice Latte. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Sometimes basic works, you know. Yep. It is what it is. Yep. That's so, so cool. So, thank you for coming back. I want to see that in advance before we get into anything. I'm, I'm always happy when guests come back. Like, I... Uh, me and Jackie always look at it as like a sign of like they enjoyed their first time here. So we're like, great. They want to come back again. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so we I just appreciate it. So hyped for this. So, yeah, no, I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. Let's hop right into it. This week we are doing the 1976. Yes. Yeah, 76. Yep. Dear Lord. Way before I was born. <laughs> so 1976. <laughs> Stephen King classic Carrie. So we had to have a guest for this one. We were like, we got to get the, li- the spooky librarian for this one. We got to get Nina. Nina has to come back for this. Like, <laughs> have you read the book? Oh yeah, I've read the book about two or three times. I think the first time. Oh great! I- so that means you actually liked it. Oh yeah, no. I, this is this is definitely one of my favorites. Um, I think the first time I read it was I think high school, and then again in college, and then some other time more recently than that. Um, but it's definitely one of those King books where, uh, I don't know, I personally related to this one. I I don't know. I don't want to get like too much into detail about it, but I read this book and I was just like, I'm going to sob. I love this book so much. And when I read, when I, when I, when I watched the movie for the first time, I sobbed because it's just, ah, it's such a brilliant adaptation for a book. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about it that uh, added to the book. Well, at the same time, because you're seeing it on a screen, it's visually beautiful and horrifying at the same time. And I, it's just one of those adaptations that I yeah. love brought to life. And it's the only adaptation I love. <laughs> I, I will not speak 
of the other ones, but yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll hop right into it then. I'll I'll get through the summary so we can get into all the juicy details of it because I have not read the book. I've of course heard of the book. Of course, this isn't my first time seeing this movie. Oh, uh, no but way! I have not read the books. Sorry. Yeah, no, this isn't my this isn't my first time. I've seen this movie a million times. Oh, okay, actually. okay. I was like, no. Uh, no. there was some parts of it. Yeah, there was some parts of it I did not remember, so some parts felt brand new to me. Yeah. But yeah, this isn't my first time seeing this film. I've seen this I think at least six times. Okay. At a minimum okay. at least six times. Because it was on T V a lot. Yes. Definitely one of those movies that was on like channel eleven very often on like a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen yeah. this a lot. But yeah, let me hop right into the summary, then we can get into all the juicy deeds. So I'm gonna keep it really short because yeah. i know for the most part most people who listen to this episode have probably seen this movie if you haven't i guess this refresher is for you if you, you haven't what are you what are you doing with your life <laughs> sorry <laughs> see nina said it. i ain't have to say it i was thinking that but i ain't have to say it <laughs> so uh <laughs> carrie 1976 so the plot keeps really short and sweet we have this kind of awkward kind of weird girl i guess you could say weird by social standards yeah. uh you just don't know much about her yeah she at first she kind of just seems like you can almost say a regular teenage girl getting bullied because people people get bullied unfortunately it's like an unfortunate truth of life especially in high school people get bullied so that element of it wasn't too outrageous but then you get this like really you almost i guess awkward is the best way to explain <laughs> it you get this really awkward you open with this really awkward shower scene where carrie just you know she's showering and it seems like at first i'm not gonna lie i was thinking this scene is going on for a little too long yeah but <laughs> they just because i was like it, yeah it was weird it was almost <laughs> like I don't, i'm trying to say this very nicely but it almost felt like uh like a michael bay thing with like megan fox and transformers i was like okay i get it like she's nude yep yep what comes next uh but but obviously it was like there was an actual reason for it and it led it to like she starts bleeding she has her first period well, she has a period. I didn't assume it was her first, but she has her period, and but she freaks out like, like she just killed someone. <laughs> like she doesn't know what the hell is happening. And instead of anyone around her being even remotely consoling or empathetic, they're all just kind of like, "Oh, girl, get the fuck away from me! Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't know what's going on. Like, this is the normal part of life. Like, it is what it is. You just goofy, Carrie. Um, Carrie, you just weird. Like, pretty much every insult you can say, they hurled at this girl instead of trying yeah. to even be one percent helpful." It was uh, pretty tragic. I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have, like, I I guess you could see the the PE teacher is basically like, what the hell is wrong with you kids? You're throwing tampons at the girl. Like, calm down. Like, why are you acting like this? Chill out. And then she's just like, Carrie, what's wrong? What's happening? And she's like, just sees blood everywhere. She's like, oh, she's having a period. Okay. Like, and the teacher's pretty much like, why did you, you all react like this? Like, this isn't what you needed to do. Like, what the hell? But whatever. One thing leads to another. She ends up in the, uh, the principal's office and, so she's the teacher talking to the principal about it and she's just like hey the girl is 17 it's kind of weird that she didn't know what the hell was going on uh this seems to be her first period i guess that's kind of strange the principal's like yeah that is really strange we were in high school people usually have this way prior to this they should kind of know what's going on but they also kind of hint at the fact that her family is just a little strange like she lives with her mom her mom seems to be like I don't know how do you describe this pseudo Christian or like uh, super religious. Like, I don't know the best way to really describe it. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, like a super fanatic, and the, the, everyone seems to be pretty aware of this. The principal and the PE teacher, they're, just, they're pretty much like, well, I know she's not aware of certain things, but her mom, the way she is, kind of can't be too surprised that she's not aware <laughs> of certain things. It's just kind of the vibe you get, and 
yeah, you, you you totally get the vibe of like we understand her mom is weird. This is why she's weird. The kids picking her up for being weird. This is just an endless cycle that we can't do much about. However, I will give them some credit in this movie for actually being pretty proactive about punishing the bullies for being assholes. Like they didn't just kind of go, "Well, that's a, the day in the life of Carrie," and just kind of <laughs> move on. The PE teacher was like, "No, that was like really fucked up. Like we we should punish these kids for what they did," and they did. Like it, it I guess as much as you can punish somebody considering what they did would happen and where it happened at school. Mm. The tippy teacher wanted to suspend them outright and cancel prom for them in particular and just be like, nope, you guys can't go. Stay the fuck home. But uh, she, I guess you could say she was talked down in a way by the principal and kind of agreed that instead the girls get basically a week's worth of detention. And if they decide to skip out of detention, they have to miss the prom. They'll, they'll be basically canceled from the prom altogether. So it was just like, well, this is what you have to deal with. Yeah, it was funny kind of seeing how like how they took the reaction. It was like, this is bullshit. And I'm just like, this isn't the worst punishment considering you're about to be suspended. I know. It was like, <laughs> but, like, this could have been so much worse. I guess for Chris it was worse because she straight up gets like bitch slapped. It's just like, you ain't going. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. With Chris, Chris in general just seems like she don't ever take no for an answer nope. in life. <laughs> like if her mom was like, we're not having mac and cheese today, she'd be like, fuck you, mom. Like she just gave up that kind of energy. There is literally <laughs> one at every school. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we all know somebody all know. like that. Hell, I met a few of those, and I like worked as like like a fucking summer camp counselor, at, like a summer camp. I was oh, like, God. wow, some of these kids are just different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was an experience to say the least. Like my final year, my final summer, I guess you could say final summer of high school. Uh, I had a summer job, and it was at a summer camp, and they just like you know they basically just need bodies to watch the kids. Yes, it's a summer job. I'm like what. 15 16 so it's like they're not gonna give you any real responsibility no but they're just like hey watch these kids and you know just don't hurt them or anything like that and don't curse them out and if they're too disruptive <laughs> basically tell someone who's actually in charge and we'll tell their parents it's like all you can do but some of them parent kids were so insane i was just like yo what the fuck is wrong with these children and they were only like junior high level yes i was like what is wrong with these kids such a fun <laughs> annoying age they act up and you're just like you're about to these hands Oh. yeah it was oh god it was terrible i just remember it was terrible i remember after my first week going home and just hugging my dad and i was like i now understand your pain yes. i know i didn't bring you this pain but i understand what you mean now when you talk about how kids are crazy oh my god yes <laughs> yes nothing makes you understand yeah, your parents yeah. more than dealing with other people's kids so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real for, oh god it was tragic but uh yeah <laughs> back to the movie <laughs> So basically, the girls get punished. Uh, Chris, who can't take no for an answer ever, and the first day of punishment. I'm running this in my notes. In the first day of detention, 40 minutes into it, she immediately is like, "Fuck all of this! I'm not doing this." And the PE teacher gives it a mean slap, which is pretty frequent in this movie. Everybody gets slapped. She gave Chris the mean slap, and then Chris is just like, "You bitch!" Basically, and it was really insane she tried to get the students to revolt and they're just like yo it's not that big of a deal they were, it's just they were literally like chill shut out. up <laughs> which i mean that yeah and chris is just like no no we i am not gonna take this i am out i'm leaving i'm like what the hell is wrong with this girl so i guess from that point forward things kind of the wheels kind of start getting set in motion for how they're gonna now get christy i mean how they're gonna now get carrie again Despite the fact that they've already gotten this girl, and this girl does literally nothing wrong. All she does is read and, like, stick to herself. <laughs> but this girl is just punished in every turn. It's really weird. 
No, it's sad. It's so oh, sad. were you about to say something? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was just like, that's literally the point is that she's literally just existing. And everyone is just shitting on her. <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah, it's like really bad. Like, you, you, you can't help but feel bad for her because it's, it's exactly that. Yeah. She's doing nothing wrong. She's getting abuse at home. She's getting abuse at school. It's just an endless cycle. Everywhere she turns, somebody's fucking water. And for, <laughs> for like, no yeah. particular reason of anything that she's actually done, it's just everyone's pretty much like, oh, fuck you. But, like, the funny thing is, it's not the entire school. It just seems to be, like, a select few. Yeah. But, like, probably, I guess you could probably say the more popular yeah. kids or whatever. Just a select few kids who are doing it. But it just, you know. You're in high school. That seems like the entire world. So I, I get it. I totally get how she. Well, um, like the scene where um, they where Tommy Ross is reading his poem, and then she's like, "Oh, it's beautiful," and everyone just like burst out laughing for some reason. Like, oh my god, Carrie said something. Yeah. <laughs> what a freak! <laughs> like, <laughs> what is wrong with these people? Yeah, they're like she uses words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very weird. She was a uh, she was really going through it at like every step of the way. Uh. So yeah, from the, from that point forward, since the detention and all of that, we'll start getting set in motion. Chris being an asshole that she is, and ha- dating the boyfriend that she is, which is John Travolta. I fucking forgot John Travolta was even yes. in this film. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's this, uh, he's just like I don't even know how to describe him. He's just weird. He kept pimp smacking her every five minutes. Oh my uh, I was trying not to laugh, yeah. <laughs> but I was just all like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> the most toxic, toxic relationship yeah. too. Like, yeah. Because it wasn't one way, she'd randomly slap him too, yeah. and then he'd get mad, and then she'd get mad, and they were mad that they were mad. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're both <laughs> so much worse in the book too. Like they're they're the ultimate toxic relationship. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I feel wow. like she should have called the cops on him at some point. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's actually dialed down in the movie, <laughs> and I feel like John Travolta was like the perfect casting for um, Billy. Miller. I was just like, yeah, I see it. I get it. This is oh. <laughs> <It's a good laughs> casting. Not that John Travolta is like yeah. an ass or anything. I just feel like it was just well cast. <laughs> yeah, good good acting is good acting. Just, yeah. Um Yeah. So from yeah, that point forward they start plotting to get back at I wanna I I don't even know if get back is the right word. It just seems like to get more revenge for something that never happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just more plotting to make this girl's life worse. It's not like they're really getting back at them. Carrie didn't even necessarily go to the teachers and was like, this is a problem. The teacher was like, no, these kids just went too far. I know. So it's not like Carrie did anything that led to these girls being in any sort of pain. I'm surprised they didn't uh, get revenge and they just on the teachers. Like, Miss Collins. I'm surprised Miss Collins wasn't the target. Like, same. You know? I don't understand. Same. Because Chris did mention trying to kind of get her. She was like, I'm not going to let this slide. And I'm like, what is she going to do to the teacher? But apparently nothing. <laughs> nothing. She's like, I'm going <laughs> to take it out on Carrie. Yeah, pretty much. Which like yeah, that was exactly what happened. So prom is right around the corner. Things are getting set in motion. Sue, I believe yeah. 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 Sue for some odd reason, which is probably better explained in a book. Yes. She just decides she's gonna ask her boyfriend to take Carrie to prom. Uh, which was really strange to me in any context. But she was just like, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Tommy ask Carrie to take take Carrie to prom. He's like, Why the hell would I do that? And she's just like, just do it. And it seems like to be a bit of a point of contention in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And he eventually he agrees and she's just like, great. And I'm like, that's strange, but okay. <laughs> uh, and he, he asks her, Carrie keeps saying no, because Carrie's basically, why the hell are you even talking to me? Like, you never talk to me. You guys are always rude to me. Like, why? 
Why would this be a thing? And he's just like, ah, you, you liked my poem, which is awesome. Once again, <laughs> red flag like a motherfucker. Like, that's a really weird. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to take you to prom because you like my poem. That's just really strange. So it all sounds super, like, I guess, ambiguous and just confusing yeah. as to how we got here. And yeah, super suspicious. And to the point where even the teacher steps in and she goes, hey, what is going on here? And, and she was like, you mean what is going on here? She said, you took asked your boyfriend to ask Carrie to go to prom. You guys have been nothing but mean to her the entire time that she's existed here. Why would you do that? And she's like, I don't, there's not anything mean about it. It's just something which I'm just doing to be nice. And the teacher is super suspicious, but she can't really prove anything. So she's kind of like, I'm just going to keep my eye on the situation. And that's all she can do. Uh, eventually, Tom, Tommy keeps asking Carrie. She eventually says yes. Uh, she tells her mom. Her mom immediately flies into like the most self righteous rage I probably ever seen yes. <laughs> about life she's and like, boys. Not the boys, and the boys, not Eve. The boys. Yeah, she's just like life, boys, and Eve is like the reason why we're in this situation. And you're just basically an offspring of Eve, which was this evil woman that put us all <laughs> in this really shitty situation. Probably one of the oddest interpretations of the Bible I've ever yeah. heard. But <laughs> but yeah, I know some of that stuff is probably actually written. But uh, she was just she was walling with it. She was just saying, she was freestyling. Uh, and just trying to make Carrie feel bad at every turn, locking her in the closet, just all types of shit, just just horrendous. Uh, but Carrie was like, nah, fuck this, I'm going. She's like, no, you're not going. But Carrie was not backing down. She said, no, I'm going to go. And you're wondering, where is this newfound confidence kind of come from? And you realize it's because Carrie's been doing research on her abilities. She's discovered that she can move stuff with her mind. She starts reading into it, which I want to say from your perspective, that has to be kind of funny, right? Like, it's almost like... Uh, a research librarian thing to do to be like, wow, I have this new thing. Let me go read about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and what I love in that library scene is that she's going through like the old school like cards to find uh, books on what is it, telekinesis, mm -hmm. whatever. And I'm just like, man, if I had to go yeah. through those stupid cards to look up a book, I'd be so annoyed with my job. Like, because you could just pull that stuff up <laughs> on the computers now. But yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad she. I actually really like that scene because that's what I used to do as a kid. Like, because you're not going to have those books in your mm -hmm. super religious home and you can't look stuff up on the computer. So the fact that those books even existed. Very true. Like, you know, like I said, open up a book. It will set you free. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> was, my, was my man, Bob Burton, you always say that, read a rainbow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's right. Yeah. So that was kind of funny to me even looking at it now. I'm like, that does make perfect sense. There's no different than today. We've sponsors the new you're like let me google this thing because this is a thing mm -hmm. and it that's exactly what she did and she was like telekinesis is the thing awesome that kind of explains what's going on with me yeah. so now she gets a little bit more confidence about life and she's like you know what i'm gonna, but like not in some i think i found it interesting she got more confidence but not in like some weird like how do i say it almost like stereotypical way they usually do women a lot of times in movies yeah. just like newfound confidence that means new outfits new and outfit. now i walk different i wear heels like, now <laughs> skirts yeah. that are above the knee you get like the cool slow mo walk down yeah. the school hallway. Yeah, it was nothing like that. It was yeah. I like how subtle her like newfound confidence. <laughs> Way more realistic. Yeah, it was really it was really really cool. So she basically, despite her mom throwing drinks in her face and all types of shit, and <laughs> yeah. arguing in front of a painting of the of the Last Supper. That scene, I was like, what the hell? I would have flipped a table. I mean, I would never like. Obviously, my mother would never, but like. How do you not go into a violent rage? At, I mean, I, I've not been, so it's different. I know that, like, when you're used to abuse, you just, you know, take it. But 
as someone who is not big yeah. to abuse, I would have been like, yeah, fine, I'll throw a glass back. Don't water it. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, so this is what we're doing now, huh? We're just throwing it's stuff. It's like, all right, we, we're going to rumble now, apparently. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, her mom was doing these things so casually that you were just like, this is, I guess, a part of their life. Like, this is weird. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was happening. You're arguing during dinner in front of a painting of The Last Supper. Just, just <laughs> complete visual recklessness. And it, between her mom throwing a drink in her face and setting out, putting the candles out, and then lightning striking outside, it's like, if this was an Adams Family movie, you'd be like, yep, I get yep, it, totally. Yep. Like, <laughs> same vibes. Uh, yeah, so she debates with her, I wouldn't call it a debate, she argues with her mom, and she's like, I'm going to go. And her mom's just like, no, you're not. And then she, her mom tries to storm off, she slams the door in the windows and everything, and she's like, I'm going to go. I have these abilities. I feel better about myself. I'm going to be normal. <laughs> you're not going to stop this, and you're going to just be a part of our life. And her mom... I think, I guess, in a moment of fear, you could say it was basically like, all right, you got it. Yeah, her mom yeah, was she, like, oh my God, <laughs> she let it go. <laughs> you spawn of the devil. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. She was like, is it Satan? It's just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was really good. So, yeah, we get up to the prom now. We get close to the prom. Tommy and her, you know, she's getting ready for Tommy to come get her. Tommy comes get her. She dresses up. Her mom is like, Instead of saying she looks nice, she just basically stares at her like, your dirty pillows are out, which was like really funny because I can't remember the last time I heard someone say that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just like, mom, they're breast. Every, Every woman, woman has breasts. Like, yeah, no. Chill. I also love how she's wearing this obviously pink dress and her mom is just like, I should have known you'd wear red. Which, actually, I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's foreshadowing because when she comes back, she's definitely covered in red. Maybe. Probably. That's a good point. I didn't even consider that. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, she's all dressed up, ready to go. Your mom is like being super anxious and just looking at her like she's a heathen. And she's, <laughs> her mom, instead of freaking out now about what she's wearing, her mom was just like, he's not going to come. She's like, he's going to come. She's like, he's not going to come. You could just tell him you're not going to go if he does come. Like, I'm yeah. like, dear Lord. Uh, she's freaking out. <laughs> she really Tommy. starts freaking out. She's just like, <laughs> he's not going to show. <laughs> yeah, she. It was a little weird. He's just grasping for straws at that point. <laughs> Super weird. Uh, Tommy shows up. They go to prom. They're having a good time for the most part. Yeah, they're pretty much having a good time. Uh, the, the PE teacher, who was nice to carry the whole way, comes to talk to her. And it's like, hey, how's everything? It's like, you know, basically kind of checking in because she still thinks it's a scheme. Yep. So she's just like, hey, what's going on? Like, is everything all right? Like, here's how, here's how nice my prom was. Like, did your prom feel anything like that? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, it actually feels like kind of nice, like surprisingly nice. It's a kind of a warm scene. You're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. If I didn't know this was going downhill, I'd have been like, this is like a good uplifting moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was going pretty fine. And, you know, time he comes back there and they're talking and chatting it up and they dance and all that stuff. He eventually goes to kiss her, which I thought was very weird because I was like, aren't you still the other girl's yeah, boyfriend? Yeah, that was, that was uh, a weird choice. <laughs> I don't know if he was just like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going all in. Might as well. Yeah, he was committed. Five star experience. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he he definitely wanted five stars on Yelp or something. Yep. He was like, I'm in there. <laughs> so he kept going. They had a good time. Eventually, something comes up for was it prom king and queen? Carrie is kind of reluctant to throw her name in the ring. He's like, Come on, just give it a try. What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, uh, Carrie was kind of reluctant to throw her name in the ring, and he was like, Come on, what's the worst thing that could happen? So they jump into it. Uh, behind the scenes, you see that some of the girls. 
who were bullying Carrie all along. You see, they start like collecting ballads, hiding ballads. You're like, what the hell are they scheming? Uh, and you kind of get the gist that they're plotting something. You don't know quite what. They're, they're they're plotting something with the ballads. You're like, oh, they're gonna fix it so that she wins or something. Like, what's going on? And then you also had the other side of this where it was Chris, that girl who was like a complete asshole. Her and her boyfriend killed a pig to put yes. pig blood inside of a bucket to splash on Carrie's head when she gets on stage. Very weird scheme. I'm still wondering how nobody at all in this like who planned this event saw that bucket because it was definitely their days prior. I know, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh. Yeah, so they rigged it. At the end of the day, they rigged everything so that Carrie would win. Carrie goes on stage to win. Sue, the girl who allowed her boyfriend Tommy to take Carrie to prom, leaves her house around 8 to get there, see what's going on. I guess to see... You're thinking as a viewer, she's doing it to see the prank or see what's about to take place. Right. Uh, But she gets there like right around the time Carrie's about to go on stage. You're like, oh, cool, okay, what's about to happen? Sue was in the background kind of watching. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. That's pleasant. She notices a rope. It leads up the wall up to like basically a top, almost like the ceiling. She sees a bucket. She's like, what the hell is that? She also sees where the rope is leading. She sees a shadow of someone like holding a rope to pull. She looks under the staircase, sees Chris and her boyfriend. And she's like, oh, my God, they're about to do something. The PE teacher who knew that these girls were pranking Carrie the entire time and always messing with her, grabs Sue and is basically like, get out, get out, you're not supposed to be here. Because they had some weird-ass rule about prom where you could only come if you had a date. I don't know right. how that works. Or, like, <laughs> she didn't have a date. <laughs> that she, was didn't a have rule. A, she didn't have a prom ticket. So she just wasn't. Yeah. So that, that was interesting. She kicks Sue out, and then Chris pulls the rope, and then blood comes splashing down, like, right on top of Carrie. And it's kind of surreal. Like, her great moment goes from being super happy Everyone who was clapping kind of stops, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Tommy, he flips, and he's just like, yo, what is this? Like, this isn't even funny. And everything just starts going to shit. Yep. The bucket falls, hits Tommy's on the head. He passes out. Uh, Chris and her boyfriend escape right, bef- right before all shit, hell breaks loose. Yep. A few people in the crowd laugh, which is mainly the people who were kind of planning to prank the entire time. You can clearly see there are a few people in the crowd who was just like, this isn't even cool. Like, I don't know why somebody <laughs> would do this. Uh, but probably, probably <laughs> yeah, like clearly the they were three, little... the three to four black people in like the whole school that like, cause I count <laughs> if any, right? I always count. I check. Yeah. Just like, yo, that ain't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice any, so I was like, oh man. uh, but <laughs> yeah, the teachers and everyone, everyone for the most part, aside from like the three to four girls that set up this prank are like, everyone else is like, yo, this is fucked up. And then a few people are laughing. They're like, Hey, come on, everybody laughing. And then Carrie, uh, being, of course, a, I guess you could say, current and ex-victim of trauma, trauma and abuse, <clears throat> she starts, you could kind of say, hearing and seeing things that are not there. Everyone's laughing at her in her mind. Everyone's just like, well, this was meant to happen. She hears her mom. They were all going to laugh at you anyway. She hears everyone, all the shit that she's heard that's been kind of haunting her, comes to the surface. And then she goes from being very distraught to making a face where that can clearly kill. And yeah. <laughs> door starts slamming. <laughs> Everyone starts freaking out. They're just like, I'm trying to leave, but what's going on? The door slams shut. Windows slam shut. The hole starts spraying everybody. I was like, this is not going to end well. Uh, it did not. People were electrocuted. People died. She set basically the entire school on fire and killed everyone inside. <laughs> aside from. Sorry, I keep I'm, laughing. I'm not going to say like basically. Everybody's dead. Yeah. 
Yeah, everyone's dead. Like, no one lives but Carrie. Yep. She comes walking out of the fire, but everyone is dead. Everyone is gone. The only people left are Sue that was kicked out and Chris and her asshole boyfriend. Yep. They're the only ones left. And in in a strange, strange aftermath of this, while Carrie is walking home, Chris, Chris and her boyfriend are driving in the car. She tries to run Carrie over. Mm. Now, they... I just want to point out for the people who may not have seen this movie, prior to them trying to run her over, they just looked in the window and witnessed this woman massacre everyone. I know. But for some reason, their next thought was, I still hate her. Let me hit her with the car. And, <laughs> I can't, I can't. and that, that didn't go well. Yeah. That didn't go well. Carrie flipped the car over, blew the shit up. <laughs> the, well, okay, so there's some differences in the book that I guess I'll bring up later. But yeah, no, they, they did straight up try to run her over and as if they didn't just see her massacre of of people and i don't know what they thought or yeah i can't remember if they actually thought it was her causing all that because they left right before the doors got locked so like they snuck out the back or something they did so i don't know if they just they saw did in the movie they saw him look through the window though yeah i mean they're i i assume they were just so oh that's right i assume they were just so hateful that they were like even though she's covered in blood and looking you know like she's off they're just like, we're just going to run her over because why not? We've already gotten this far. And I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it just wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just super villain shit. Yeah. It's like, why would you do this? Uh, very, very wild. So, yeah, of course, Carrie turns around, flips the car over, blows the shit up for good measure. And I'm like, yep, that makes sense. Goes home, tries to seek some consolement in her mom. Not, I don't think just because of the murders, but also just because of how life has been treating her in general. <laughs> Her mom is like, oh, come here, sugar, you got it. Stabs her in the back. And then Carrie's like, what the fuck? Realizes she kind of has no way out. She basically crucifies her mother. Yeah, literally. Uh, Throws knives and everything. Literally throws (laughs) knives, everything at her. Everything sharp in the kitchen at her mom. And pins her up like Christ, basically. Then cries that she had to kill her mom. And then takes takes her mom down. Carries her into the closet that her mom usually locked her in. And caved the entire house in on itself. You could you could basically presume that she and she her mom is dead for sure. Oh yeah. But you could basically presume that assume that um Carrie killed herself by caving the entire house in, and the only thing you're really left with in terms of survivors is Sue, who was now I guess having nightmares about the event and nightmares about just Carrie in general, and her mom is freaking out about it. And yep, that's pretty much that's the, the end. end. <laughs> you have one traumatic ass survivor. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Trauma. The end. Yeah. No. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't express how much I love this movie. Um, <laughs> it's, I, I do think it's a masterpiece. There's so many details between like the, the lighting and the colors, the prom scene where Carrie and Billy Nolan are dancing and the camera's just going around and mm-hmm. around in that incredible like dizzying yeah. effect. Um, that's probably the scene I remember the most the first time I watched it. It was just, I know that somewhere it said that it was, like, I was either watching something or reading something where they said the spinning camera effect was supposed to represent, like, how dizzying everything is supposed to be for Carrie. Like, how overwhelming it is. And I thought it was, I thought, I don't know, I took it more as something of being, like, dizzyingly, like, spectacularly wonderful um i don't know it's it's one of those things but i i love this movie. same God. i kind of did as well 
I kind of took that scene as that as well, like kind of just like almost like a Disney moment for yes. her. And she's just like, wow, this is like really wonderful and magical. Like I didn't know life was could be this. Like that's kind of how I take it. And I feel like you could probably take it two different ways considering how many times you've seen the movie. Yeah. Because on one hand, on one hand, I just, I just remember this while like when watching it this time. On one hand, the first time you see the movie, it feels as if all of the girls that bullied her are conspiring against her. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the end of the movie, you realize Sue was not conspiring against her. She genuinely wanted Tommy to take her out of the kindness of her heart. Uh, Tommy was not conspiring against her. He just was confused about taking her. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, <laughs> he sure, I'll like, do it. But, like, but he wasn't plotting against her. Yeah. 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 He's like, that's weird. But what, he wasn't plotting against her. Like, the only people that seem to be plotting against her are like two or three girls. Nobody else was who's conspiring against her by any means. Right. But by the end, Carrie just takes it as everyone is conspiring against her, and that's why she kind of, that's why she lashes out in the way that she does. Well, because in a way, they're all complicit, you know? They all know Carrie gets bullied. No one really ever steps in to help her, except for, like, the teacher. Um, and and yeah. Sue, you know, Sue, uh, in the book, it goes into more detail of why she wants her boyfriend to take uh, carry to the prom because she's normally a pretty she's kind of the super popular girl in school and she's dating Tommy Ross and mm-hmm. everyone loves her and she's kind of bored with her cookie cutter white suburban life and she's just like is this is this really it am I just gonna live this la-di-da life where I date the the football star and then I go to a college and then I get married and have kids and I live in this boring neighborhood and live my live my boring suburban life blah 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 and so one of the reasons that she's just like yeah. i want you to take care of the prom is she's trying to like break the cycle because the the, the suburbia this the area they're in um in the book it's very it's very white it's very upper middle class um and mm-hmm. she's just like i don't want to feel like this terrible person um and if I do this, I feel like I'll feel better about myself. It, it, it'll it help Carrie. And then I'll stop feeling a shit person for throwing tampons at the only girl in school. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's way more specified in the book. And Tommy Ross is way less confused in the book. He's just like, all right, fine. If, if it'll make you feel better, <laughs> I kind of get it. Um, and they're very much more in love in the book than I feel like they show. Um, he's just like, I'll do this for like you. Tommy and Sue? Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's also kind of a little bored with Tommy, too. She's just like, even my boyfriend is perfect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when he, in the book, when he dies, she's kind of like, you know, this 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 was almost right. <laughs> she's like, literally everything around me oh, is wow. perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more deep in the book. She's She's like sad that the bucket fell on his head and he died in this terrible fire that Harry caused. But also like, she's like, we kind of deserve this. This is so fitting. Um, and so she's really the only character that's just like, you know, we, uh, we have this. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like <clears throat> that. That's interesting. Oh, you know, I was wondering if that bucket killed him because I was like, that's a metal bucket. That shit fell from kind of high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, learned, I remember looking at my lady. I was like, that bucket probably killed him. Yeah. yeah. He didn't move after that. He was just down. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting that she kind of responds like that, though, in the book. That does kind of change a lot of things about the character, I would say, mm-hmm. and just about where it takes place. Because, yeah, it definitely is a suburb in the movie as well. But, you know, they don't really talk about the setting much. So you don't. But you get the gist that everybody kind of knows each other, yes. which is kind of highlighted by 
Carrie's mom going to visit Sue's mom. No, not Sue's mom. Chris's mom. When she's talking to her about like the Bible and stuff. No, it's Sue's mom. Was it Sue's yeah, mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never, I don't think we ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Cause she... We never see Chris's parents like in the movie. Um, her dad shows up in the book. Yeah, you're right. You're her right. dad's like, I'm going to sue all of you in the book. <laughs> Which, you know, is <laughs> very funny. But... Oh, yeah, you're right. In the movie, it was, it was Sue's. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was, it was Sue's mom because at the end they show her again. But, like, you kind of get to just that everyone kind of knows each other, which is kind of a suburb mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of interesting throwing a character who's, like, basically, like, hate the idea of the suburbs. Is like, is it all just kind of being written in stone and her life being like that from, like, a small town kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's super different. What, I don't know, what are some other notable changes you notice from between the book um, and the There's a lot, actually. Um, for starters, the pig blood in the movie, the reason they use... In the movie, Carrie is actually a little bit chubbier. I'm sorry, in the book, she's a little bit chubby. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. there's a few references in the book to her having like bovine stares and pig eyes or something like that. And she's got lots of acne. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's a little more, she's written as, I don't know how to describe it. It's one of those annoying things because I don't want to say like, she was way more unattractive in the book because that's what does that say about you know people with acne? People yeah, I get what you mean, but it, that's like what there seems like what they were going for. Right, right. And so the pig's yeah. blood is supposed, you know, like a pig pig's blood for a pig is kind of what they were going for um, in the yeah. book, which is awful. But um, yeah, I I I still like that they picked Sissy Spacek. Uh, I have a hard time saying her. Uh, for the movie, because she's got, I feel like she's got this great, she's obviously incredibly skinny, um, but she's got this great face for the movie, especially when she's covered in blood, um, that I can only, yeah. I can only imagine Sissy Spacek in that, like, iconic prom massacre. <laughs> so, like, you know, if anyone has watched the movie first and reads the book for the first time, they're gonna be like, wait, what? And I think the mom is a little bit thicker too um in the Mm -hmm. book and so it's just one of those things but still in the movie and in the book when she transforms from like regular carrie to prom carrie and tommy ross is like oh wow she's actually kind of beautiful which is annoying because every movie that existed it's just like wow she's got lipstick on now i hadn't noticed how beautiful she was yeah (laughs) she put her hair up in a bun yeah it's uh (laughs) it's it's the same in the book as she looks like a Disney princess in the movie. Um, I love yeah. her prom. Yeah, same. I thought it was really, really nice. That that is interesting. You know, at the book, they kind of made it chubby, but I, you know, I guess you know, for a book, you need to make the. I don't know. It, it, I think it still could have worked if they took the exact kind of look for mm-hmm. her from the movie. But you know, I guess maybe for for book sake, when you know you're trying to paint pictures with your mind, yes, it's probably more. E- it's probably easier to like. How can I say it? take the standard and then say, well, this person kind of stands out because they aren't the standard because, you know, generally the standard in general is like skinny people. Yes. Like that's just a general beauty standard. And I would say, honestly, the world for the most part, some countries, of course, not some cultures, honestly, not even countries, some cultures, that's not the beauty standard, but I generally, you know, like between magazines and all that, that is the beauty standard. So I guess it would make sense to take someone and kind of make them not really that. And then be like, well, they stand out because of this. Right. And then they also stand out because of their behavior and the people who bully them are the actual standard. Right. And act like regular people, so like it paints a clearer picture. Yeah, no, no, I agree. It's a an interesting, well, not an interesting 
this because I understand why Hollywood does that sometimes. There are so many instances where a book has a character in a certain way, and then Hollywood is just like, let me Hollywood this up. And so the character is <laughs> the character is supposed to be like very like plain, but Hollywood's just like, yeah, she's plain quotation marks, and she's actually like gorgeous. You're just like, what? I don't understand. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, Hollywood is notorious for getting people who aren't ugly to play roles where they're supposed to be ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, that's every movie ever. Even this one, I'm like, Carrie isn't ugly. But yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> like, for real. Not remotely ugly. But... Yeah, no, I think she's gorgeous <laughs> in this movie. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of subtle differences. There's not too many differences in the book and the movie, but, uh, Another big difference is how the mom dies in the end. Um, I know mm-hmm. that the movie, it's way more dramatic. Like when you said earlier that she literally crucifies her with the knives um, yes. in sort of a way. Because she's supposed to look like the creepy St. Sebastian's statue in Harry's prayer closet. The closet, yep. Yeah. Um, in the book, it's a little less dramatic. Um, what she basically does is stop her heart. That's kind of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. she's just like, all right, well, and she, she just stops her mom's heart. Um, but she is, She uses her powers to just stop her heart? Yes, yeah. Um, wow. Which, you know, is interesting. I, I personally, I think I like the movie version of her mom's murder better. <laughs> just because it's just so much dramatic, more dramatic and symbolic yeah. with the crucifying... Um, you know, if her mom is a religious fanatic, she she dies in this like crucifixion pose. Um, I think it's a little more fitting in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, by by comparison from what you're telling me, yeah, I don't know. It sounds more interesting. Probably visually, I feel like visually it probably wouldn't be quite as interesting. Mm-hmm. Like showing someone hop start heart stop. That's just like basically probably a cgi shot yeah yeah (laughs) what a person essentially having a heart attack and you're not really knowing what happened unless like carrie does something to show that she's using her powers but she she's not like (laughs) carrie's not 11 right Right. like you don't hold hold her hand up (laughs) (laughs) and they're like moving stuff she just kind of looks at it and it happens so that would be kind of strange it would just look like a heart attack if they did it that way so i kind of understand them doing it the way they did it and even honestly i think it also super works at least in my opinion i think it really works the way they did it in the movie is because the way her mom gets pinned up and like basically crucified, uh, her last motion when she kind of swivels her head around and just like looks down at her. Yes, it's like she's still judging her. Yes, mm. you know, actually, what I what I really thought was interesting about her mom's death in the movie and in the book is that Carrie is remorseful. Like you know how she stabs her in the movie, yeah, and then she's like, "Oh my god, my mom's dead," and then she like screams, she yeah. like freaks out. She's like, "Oh my god, I killed my mom," um, and that's something that I always thought was interesting and a little bit sad because what and I, I I do not have abusive parents, but when I assume that when you have an abusive parent, um, you know, you you can hate them, but in a way, especially when you're a certain age, you love them or you have to love them because you, you rely on them. They're taking care of you. Like especially yeah. if you're you know, in the like hmm, I don't know how to describe this accurately. Um but at least I'm sure when when Carrie was a child, you are literally receiving all this abuse but you can't you're a minor you can't run away you know this person still has to yeah this person still clothe you and uh you know it's, it's still her mom <laughs> and there's so many times where she like when she uh comes home and she's just like mama i'm sorry you know 
I, I want to pray. And her mom's like, yeah, we'll, we'll pray. You know, before she literally stabs her in the back. Um, even after <laughs> she stabs her in the back, she, I would have been like, no, you stabbed me in the back. You die. That's it. Yeah. Like, um, but there's got to be some weird emotional, psychological trauma that comes with hating someone, killing someone, and then being like, oh, my God, the person that raised and birthed me, I have wiped from this earth. Yeah, definitely. It has to be like really messed up because it's also the person who brought you into this yeah, world yeah. and the person who taught you everything. So it's like you relied on that person for literally everything, mm-hmm. including your morals and everything. So it's, yeah, it has to be really messed up. So I think I, I think part of that, you know, it was just humanizing the characters. Like, despite what she did at the prom, the movie doesn't really try to portray her as a monster. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it kind of portrays her more like someone who just hit a breaking point. Yes. Yeah, I would uh, definitely. Which is why, like, I was telling you. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that I would definitely label this as a good for her horror <laughs> movie. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, yeah, and I was just thinking while I was with the, the, with the prom scene when I, I was telling you right before we recorded, I was like, it, watching a movie now kind of reminded me more of like a school shooting almost. Mm. Like, obviously, nobody wants to think about no, that, but yeah. I mean, like that the response, like the way it happened, like, resp- and I'm not saying that everyone. <laughs> who does shoot up a school is someone who was bullied. I'm not trying to say that by any means. Mm-hmm. Some people just crazy. Yep. Crazy still exists. Yep. <laughs> I forgot which comedian I know said that, but it was just like <laughs> crazy. is still a thing. Like some people are just crazy and that's totally a thing. Not everyone was like bullied and just was like, now nah, it's over. I'm going to do it myself. Like some people are just crazy. Yeah. Um, and I'm, there's no excuse in those people, but I'm talking about generally like, you know, a lot of, I guess you can almost say prior to this becoming a, a everyday occurrence in America, a lot of the time, people always assume that in those type of situations, it was someone who was bullied, someone who was harassed, someone who was dealing with all types of abuse, and then, like, no one ever kind of intervened, so the person said, fuck it, I'm going to just do this instead. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the vibe now, in 2022, watching this movie that I got from what, that final scene, because by then, she was just ready to off everybody, including even the PE teacher, who didn't laugh at her, who never laughed right. at her. She was just like, nope, you guys are all a part of the problem. Right, right. And I don't know. There's something about, uh, I had not known that this book, and I, I don't think the movie was banned, but I, I hadn't known that this was one of the like, banned books in the United States in the 90s. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. For some reason, I, I hadn't known it yet, I think. I don't know. I, it said, it, they said it was banned for violence. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, underage hmm. sex. And then, like, a negative view of religion, <laughs> which I'm like, the negative... Well, it was... When did the book come out? 70... Crap. 71? 74, probably. 70, Early 70s, 30, yeah. 71? But it's set in, like, 79. It's, like, a weird... I don't know. Anyway. But, yeah, <laughs> it was written in the 70s, published in the 70s. The movie came out in the 70s. Uh, but I think because of the school shootings that were happening in the 90s. Um, and there was a very large, like, Christian evangelical movement going on in the 80s and 90s. So people were yeah. already leaving the yep. satanic panic behind and getting into like a very strong yeah. evangelical Christian movement. And so the whole ban for negative views of religion thing is funny to me because um, as someone who is religious, I'm just like, I, I find it interesting that people are just like, we're going to ban this because it gives a negative view of religion and I'm just like, if you only have positive views of your beliefs, you're not going to know whether or not you are the bad guy. And so it's just... 
It's a good point. Yeah, when it comes to mental health, someone's just like, I, I am upset, I'm a mess, uh, I'm going through religious trauma, and religion in return is just like, I can't believe you're saying all these negative things about religion. It's just like, you're missing the point. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a mental health uh, issue, but. Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point. Because, yeah, I, hmm, I guess I could, I could, like, I could totally see that. Even you know, we still experience people saying stuff like that now mm-hmm. about like, oh, like my brother's, my brother, one of my brothers' religion, mm, religious. Okay. Uh, not that he says this, but I'm just saying in general, one of my brothers is religious. I'm not like I'm not super. I'm not really. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't go to church. Um, I'm not gonna say like I don't believe in a god. I wouldn't say that, but I just wouldn't say like I'm not religious or anything yeah. like that. And I don't practice any religion. Um, but I do respect the religion because for a lot of people, it brings a lot of good into it yes. and helps them get through a lot of situations. I would say in a lot of ways, very similarly to even music and like movies and stuff like that. Like it can be therapeutic. It can make people feel good about life. It can make people overcome bad situations. Like how many times have you seen a good movie and you were just like, I didn't know how to deal with something in my life. This movie kind of helped me get clarity on right. it. Like right. that can totally happen almost no differently than religion. So, um, I almost kind of view it in a somewhat similar space, not necessarily as entertainment, but just in terms of how the effects it could have on a person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and with that said, I'm just like, I can, but I could also see, we also see people who like, what is the word I'm looking for? I guess, uh, over victimize mm-hmm. their religion yes. or like, yes. take every attack or any criticism as like an extreme attack yes. on their religion yes. instead of just like maybe an individual idea or opinion. So, because of that, I can totally see how people would respond to this book. The way they do, because yes, I'm sure people sort of read the book or even saw the movie or hints of the movie, and was just like Carrie is a satanic creature. Like, no <laughs> differently than her mom. Her mom responded, mm-hmm. <laughs> "She's a spawn of Satan." Like uh, this, I and I could totally see people responding like, "Yeah, this was an opportunity for people to read the book and be like, wow, look at some of the harms religion can do.' You know, it's it, it's the fact that people are just like, no, this is banned because negative religion, as if you know." Religion doesn't have two sides. It doesn't. It's, it's a double-edged sword. It can cause good, but it does a lot of harm as well. Um, the, I mean, just the the amount of body shame in this movie that Carrie is going through. Um, a lot of it comes yeah. from her mother, uh, her mother's you know beliefs, dumping all of that shame on her from her being like, "You got your period because you sinned. You have boobs because you sinned." Yeah. Uh, it's just, and her mom has her own bodily shame, you know, from her own traumatic pasts of, she thought, you know, just being yeah. pregnant with, with Carrie was, was a punishment for, for something that wasn't even her fault. Cause it's implied that she's, you know, that she's raped and that's how Carrie came to be. In the first place. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of, um, the real, she, the religion is used as, as an example of just like, here's all the ways this can be very, very harmful. Um, and it's a shame that this book was banned because they don't like the negative light it puts on, I mean, I guess specifically Christianity, but you know, there are probably some religions, but no, we're focusing on Christianity. Here. Yeah, of course. I'm sure <laughs> it just, it's just, you know, yeah, I know, I know. I get what you mean. I know. I know why you're saying that because a lot of times people would be like, "Why are you picking on this religion?" But it's like that's the topic of the book. Topic of the <laughs> it's book. It's not just someone's pitch holes a religion. Like that's yeah. the topic of the book. Yes. The book is literally talking about that religion. Mm-hmm. You're not just 
picking one to go, hey, this one is terrible and the other one's great. That's not the point. Yeah. Not, yeah. But yeah, it's really, it, it, that would, it is really messed up kind of how it happened to her. Uh, yeah. I know Jack, it's something that Jackie talks about often. And a lot of people have talked about it. I remember even when we did the episode Religion and Horror, uh, some of the response we got from different people is about like, oh my God, this resonates with me. Like this, some of this totally clicks with me. Like I'm still getting over certain things that I dealt with. And I don't think it was necessarily people just being like, yeah, thank you for bashing religion. That's not what we did in that you episode. Know? But it's just people who are just like, yes, this is one of like the few genres that kind of recognizes that yeah. and isn't fully, truly afraid to talk about that because a lot of people are afraid to talk about mm-hmm. it. And there's, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's cool to talk about the miracles, but you also got to talk about harm. Yeah. Yeah. So you can enjoy the miracles a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. There's a lot of, um, especially the patriarchal side of it that, is all over this movie um i feel like you know how yeah like when carrie's like i'm going to the prom and her mom's like no i'm not and then she like shuts all the windows and doors with her mind and her mom is like terrified of her in the book her mom it's like it's implied that her mom has always been like there is hints of carrie's power or like telekinetic abilities when she's a young child so this is not a power that she automatically Mm -hmm as when she like gets her period or whatever um and it's i i'm not sure if i'm reading it correctly but like i i took it as like a fear of uh, like a young woman's power and sexuality and her mother's just like no this is bad this I is think, bad yeah. uh, and it's growing and uh carrie is starting yeah. to realize that she's coming into this power and she's like ashamed that i have boobs and i can move things with my mind mom like <laughs> it's just a thing. <laughs> yeah, I I I think that's a hundred percent with the theme and what they were trying to get out with the movie. And that's I I was watching the other day like the uh the show was Eli Roth's uh History of Horror. Oh yeah. Now uh Jackie was recommending me for forever. So like now I actually catch some episodes on Shutter. And they were doing an episode about witches, of course, which this movie a hundred percent falls in the realm of witchcraft mm-hmm. and all of that. Uh and yeah, that's always you know. Of course, you probably know way better than I do. Like that's always been the story of like witchcraft is women coming into their power and all of that. Yeah, stuff. that's like one hundred percent what the theme is here. Like no differently than the craft. Actually, watching this as well, I kept thinking of the movie The Witch because like I love that movie. Oh, same. It's just like there were a lot of similarities. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities between The Witch and this movie. Like, so many. Like of course, a religious component, <laughs> how the powers come about. Like there, there are a lot of like. Like, they don't really mention Satan much in this movie in terms of, like, Satan being the reason she has abilities, mm-hmm. but there's just a lot of, lot, a lot of similarities between this movie and The Witch, and, yeah, I couldn't help but see that the entire time. Yeah. So, it was like, okay, cool, she gets her powers, and it's like, I think you're 100% right. I think, uh, I don't know, from a medical standpoint, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, <laughs> yeah. but from a medical standpoint, I think, like, the, her having her period at 17... It's just my opinion. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think like if a doctor was involved, they'd probably just be like, maybe it's due to malnutrition or like mm-hmm. some hormonal imbalance or something like well, that. Well, see, oh, <laughs> uh, like that would be the normal conclusion. Yeah, yeah, no, this is one of the reasons why I related to this movie is that I was I, I'm a very very short person, <laughs> and when I was young, I was also <laughs> very very skinny, like Carrie, and so her getting mm-hmm. her period in high school that happened to me as well, and I also mm-hmm. didn't know that. It so uh i too mm-hmm. i didn't freak out like carrie did but that feeling of just like oh my god what what is happening to me um you 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 don't feel like you're dying uh but 
you know, you're going through yeah. all this, you're going through this weird pain and there's, you know, it's just not, it's not pleasant. And if you go through it at an age where you feel like you should have, you know, known about it, uh, uh, it's terrifying. And then you have an, you then you have an adult be like, oh yeah, no, that's, that's a thing. That's, that's totally a thing. You're just late. And you're just like, well, why didn't anybody, <laughs> why didn't anybody why tell didn't anyone you? Warn me? Why in the heck was I learning about Jesus and not about the fact that like, there will be blood. Nobody does yeah. This. yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Yeah, no, it's totally a solid point. That Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm like, I feel like for the movie, like in real life, you know, I feel like people, I guess if, if you took relig- religious aspect out, in real life, a doctor or someone would have probably had some medical reason as to why it happened. So mm-hmm. like, when you are in the movie, you kind of get the, at least I got the feeling from the movie that the reason why she's having it late is because her powers are kind of awakening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of what the movie at least applies in my opinion because even from like the following scene where she's in the principal's office and she's staring at the ashtray and it starts shaking, she doesn't look shocked that she can do this. Right. She's just kind of like doesn't seem certain that she can do it. Right. But she's like clearly doing it. <laughs> right. Right. No. Yeah. It's um. I kind of wish. I wish. I had. I. I would get a superpower along with like. A menstrual cycle, you know that would be great. If I had Carrie's powers, man, no one would fuck with me. I would absolutely be less afraid to walk the streets alone at night if I could just throw people across the street with my mind. I don't know. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hold on, you said you're short though, but how short are you? I'm like five foot. Mm-hmm. Like five foot oh, exactly. That's not yeah. terrible. No, but when all your friends are like five, six, <laughs> five, seven, five, eight, it's just I've always been <laughs> a small person. And so, yeah, but, you know, something that, you know, Carrie should have been told is that depending on biology and, and height and weight, health, because she does look very, yeah. Yeah, you know, she doesn't. Um, yeah, sometimes your period starts later. So the fact that they're all bullying her for, Including the adults being like, you didn't know about this? It's just, I don't know. I, I feel like the PE teacher at least should be. No, this is a thing. This is normal. It's just like, uh, yeah. Because the principal was just like, what a weirdo. I can't, isn't, shouldn't she have had this like forever ago? As if he would know. <laughs> well, I think that was, uh, that was part of the uh, uh, male stupidity, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of guys don't get how the female body works no. like i know i don't know everything myself of course so i know a lot of people don't just do, a lot of guys in particular just don't know no. like, right uh, yeah. so that's for i think that's really what that was or even tried to know so i think that was that was really him just being like what the, what the fuck is this like y'all he basically was like, y'all don't have meetings about this? Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, y'all don't get together on Tuesdays and discuss this? Right. <laughs> like, that was how he pretty much acted. Nope. And she was probably, I don't know, one thing I think about a lot is that, like, because uh, I I assume most moms, if you're not a religious fanatic like Carrie's mom, most moms will be like, here's what this is. This is what will happen. It happens every month. Um, yeah. Uh, I knew <laughs> what a period was, but no one told me it was going to hurt. So. In my brain, I was just like, yeah. oh, this is going to be like a super simple thing. Cool. I didn't know that there was like agony and emotions that came with it. And so um, every time I watch that scene with Carrie, I, I don't know. I think my stomach hurts a little bit. It's like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
I get like second second hand pain or like oh I don't know embarrassment not embarrassment just like the first time really sucks depending on like the person uh but like sometimes yeah. you're nauseous sometimes you throw up like it could have been way more traumatic um and so when I when the shower scene where she's just like oh my god what's happening um like I get like tummy cramps because it's like uh the first time sucks <laughs> Yeah, it's like you actually have experience. You can remember. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, if this is like TMI, you can edit some of this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not TMI. It's totally fine. <laughs> I've, I've definitely had my lady a lot of times try to describe the pain to me, and I'm just like, everything you said sounds uncomfortable. So I, I'm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just let me know what you need. That's pretty much my yeah, energy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, let me know what you need me to do. And I will fucking get it. Like, just let me know. You need me to go on the other side of Manhattan and get you a specific kind of chocolate? Just just let me know. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't physically understand the pain you're going through. But I will do anything I can to help you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. Which actually kind of points to, like, uh, one of the fun facts about, like, Stephen King writing this movie. I mean, writing this, this book was that his wife helped him. Because, like, yes. he felt... I remember one of the articles that said he felt weird, kind of. He felt like he didn't understand teenage girls and understand, like, you know, the life of a teenage girl, how you even write them. So, like, he actually kind of needed his wife's help, which makes perfect sense, because I don't think he could have just conjured some of this stuff up. No. No, I, I love that, too. He also dedicates the book. Like, he, he, there's a dedication to her in the beginning, which I also love. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how much Stephen King is his wife. I don't know what it is. But it makes me love the book more. Um, I definitely <laughs> think it would have read differently if he had, you know, just done it without her. Um, yeah, I don't think it probably would have worked. Like, it's I don't know, man. I don't know. As I can say, as a guy, it's hard to just throw yourself into that world and think you understand it. It's yeah. not the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the things I like about King is, uh, well, because King writes really good developed characters. Um, but I like that when, he, yeah. when, because this was, you know, technically his first book, I like that he went to his wife because he was just like, I, I love that she's just like, don't give up on this. Let me help you. <laughs> and it's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he probably, I don't know, and himself, he probably couldn't see the vision in some ways of, like, how the hell this this works, because, yeah, it's, like I said, it's just different, right? Like, mm-hmm. guys guys interact differently than women, than women do with other women, like, it's just, it's different. Yeah. Like, guys, you know, we'll fight, we'll play a sport, do to punch each other in the face, and then just be <laughs> like, alright, cool, let's go play video games. Like, <laughs> very, very different, very, very different, can't even truly describe it. Like, the stuff in this movie... I don't know. Some of the stuff in this movie probably wouldn't even feel like bullying to some people. They would just be like, oh, they just tease her a bit. Like, that's not terrible. Right. Like, throwing the tampons and that stuff is, like, pretty visibly bad. But, like, someone just, like, cracking jokes at you or kind of teasing you to some people may not seem like the worst thing. Like, I think as even a dude, like, was I bullied? I mean, I think I had, like, one bully in, like, the fifth grade. I don't, to uh-huh. this day, I was thinking about actually watching this movie. I was like, I don't know why I was scared of this kid. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, like, one kid I, like, genuinely bullied, bullied me a little bit. It wasn't often. And it wasn't every day. Mm-hmm. It was very rare. But, like, for some reason, I was just, like, slightly scared of that kid. And I don't know why to this day. <laughs> so, I'm like, I could kind of relate to being bullying. But it wasn't even on the level of, like, of her. It was, like, in my case, it was just, like, don't hit me. Right, right. <laughs> in her case, it's just, like, can you please, like, not talk to me? And on top of, like, talk bad about me and then talk bad about my family. And, talk like, just everything about her existence. Right was a threat to like pe- these people right and it's whereas me i was just kind of just worried about the physical it's it's uh <laughs> no it's yeah it's it's tough being a teenager and it's tough being a teenage girl there's so much that comes with it you, 
you do have the botany chain. You've got all this weird change going on and and yeah. you know, other teenage girls are super judgmental and teenage boys are always like googling and ogling your body and it's just a weird time and you know, and she's it doesn't help that she's already an outcast. And that's like another theme in this book is that mm-hmm. she represents within this white suburban world, she represents, you know, the other. She's she's different. She's weird. And, you know, it just she just becomes a target because she sticks out in that way. And um, I know in mm-hmm. the book it's hinted that, like, you know, this 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 town and these people are they're a little hostile towards you know, Jews and, and black people. The N word is like said once in the book. So you get the idea that the, mm-hmm. this, the, these people are just like, if you're an other, you stick out, you're a target. And so um, she's just, you know, she's very, very ostracized on top of going through all these bodily changes. Uh, I think her having a superpower is the only difference about her that is just like, this This gives me more. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm actually surprised uh, some religious people didn't read this or look at it and took it as like, they're being targeted because of their religion. I know. <laughs> because like, it seems like it just, I don't know. It seems like their, their family is probably like probably the most religious family in the neighborhood mm-hmm. compared to everyone else. Like even Sue's mom where like, you know, when Carrie's mom goes to talk to her, she's like enjoying a drink in the middle of the afternoon at home. <laughs> uh, like <laughs> just, <laughs> which is totally chill, but it's just like, <laughs> totally be me as a mom. <laughs> she's like, no, what did she say? Yeah. Carrie's mom was just like, these are, godless times mrs snow and her mom was like amen to that and she's got her like drink <laughs> oh my god yeah her mom, her, sue's mom was super chill like <laughs> yep. just all good vibes <laughs> all good vibes oh my god i don't know what she does because like they didn't int- i don't think they really mentioned sue's dad or anything Not but it really. seemed like he was just like a house sue's mom was just like a housewife that just chilled that's, yeah. that's the vibe I got. yeah yeah no, I like the Snells. I like them in the book. I like them in the movie. They do seem pretty chill, which is probably why Sue is like why everybody likes her. She's just her whole life is very chill, and in spite of her being bored with it, you know, I would be Sue's friend. Yeah. Sue seems pretty. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I got a question for you since you read the book. I was just wondering in the movie, and it's just my opinion because I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. But in the movie, it seems almost like, of course, because the biggest leads in the movie are women. It seemed like the dudes are kind of like. Like tools for just <laughs> develop, deploying pl- um, plans. Yeah. Like, is that kind of a similar thing in the book? Now that you <laughs> mention it, uh, yeah, actually, uh, the women kind of take the lead in the book as well. I don't. The only like prominent male characters that, that I that stick out obviously are Tommy Ross and Billy Nolan. And mm-hmm. Tommy Ross and Billy Nolan are obviously like polar opposites. Billy Nolan is yeah. an ass. And, you know, Tommy Ross is, Tommy Ross isn't really fascinating. He, I don't, I feel like he's the least developed character in the book. He's just kind of there. He's just like, I'm a great guy and <laughs> everybody likes me. <laughs> That's, That's kind of it. Um, but he's, you know, compared to Billy Nolan, he doesn't like meet his girlfriend or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. everybody else is just a background character. Also, um, for those who have not read the book, the book is actually an epistolary novel. Um, Meaning that it's told through articles, research papers, interviews, memoir ex- excerpts. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like, in like eighty to like seventy-five percent of the book is is actually told, um, like, kind of in the future after the fact that Carrie has like wreaked havoc on the whole town. Um, 
it's there's it's really fascinating and it's done in such a seamless way that it's not like distracting um yeah you're not pulled out of the story in any way it's pieced together very well um so you that's really interesting yeah it sounds kind of like like world war z honestly i think world war z i heard was told kind of like that yes oh i love world war z but yeah no it's yeah yeah i need to read it's, that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. i highly recommend the uh the audiobook because you get a whole cast of like different narrators doing but, um, Ooh, I will pick that up. Yeah. I love audiobooks. I just finished one recently, actually. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, actually, you oh. should listen to the audiobook for Carrie, too. Um, it's read or narrated by Sissy Spacek. So if you're just like, Ooh. what should yeah, I do? We'll pick that up today. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty freaking good. Um, but yeah, no, it's an epistolary novel. So every now and then you'll get an excerpt from a research paper about telekinesis or an interview with a survivor or uh, a memoir excerpt from like Sue, like Sue wrote a, a memoir. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you get like bits and pieces from her book. And um, it's, it's a really cool way to tell the story. Um, also, uh, I don't know if this is another difference that I forgot to mention is that like the body count in the book is way higher. <laughs> she like takes out half the town. Oh, seriously? Yeah, like she. <laughs> Whoa, half the town? Yeah, she's, yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, she doesn't stop at the school. Like, she keeps the uh, she keeps the fire trucks from being able to like I don't know I can't remember if she like destroys the fire hydrants or something but like uh, they have to have fire trucks come in from like the next town over and uh, she yeah yeah I think the body count was like four hundred twenty or something I can't remember wow yeah yeah <laughs> she was mad at everybody yeah so <laughs> yeah that's insane I'm definitely gonna check out that audiobook that's that's crazy. Because the school, like, it seems like, you know, the prom is basically just, like, the senior class for the most part. Mm-hmm. Do. But 400 people? Yep. Man. <laughs> she was just like, everybody's going down. I'm done. Everybody fucked around. Everybody's going to fuck out. She was like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen any of, like, the, the re- have you seen the remake or the sequels or any of those? No, but only because I love the first one so much that I'm just like, if I watch any other adaptation of this movie, I'm going to get mad. I don't know. <laughs> Only, and I haven't heard like super great things about the other adaptations. I I feel I I feel like some people either like the two thousand what is it thirteen one or they hate it. Yeah, two thousand thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I haven't watched it. It looks cool, but I heard it was like just okay. I don't know. You can't compete <laughs> with the first one. I don't know. <laughs> it's just the first one is such a masterpiece. The first one is such a time capsule it's so 70s which is another thing i love yeah. about it because you can read the book and you know it's written and set in 70s but the movie it's just like oh my god bell bottom pants and hair and disco balls and the, <laughs> the ruffles on the suits and the music and um it's just a whole vibe and i don't know i, I feel like i wouldn't want to watch the other i don't know i love the 70s of the other so much as, as a 70s fan yeah. before, like i just freaking love that movie yeah i can understand that that's, that's totally fair because like it's like a time capsule at that point yeah it just feels different because of it because yeah the 2013 one i did see the 2013 one because i like the lead actress I forgot her whole name. uh it's great like chloe, chloe grace i never remember her name i guess me neither i forgot it's been a while i just mainly always remember as hit girl from kick-ass yes <laughs> yes because <laughs> she did that role so well yes. and like her the comics and all of that was great yeah but yeah, I enjoyed it overall. It was I haven't I think when I saw that I didn't see the original for a while prior to it, so I didn't really like try to compare them. And I, 
like most things, I feel like I think me and Jackie said this several times. I'm like, with reboots or like remakes is always like, just don't compare it. Mm-hmm. Just watch it for what it is, or don't watch it at all. That's usually the best way to experience it. Otherwise, you'll be like, they tweaked this and then they changed that, and like that that's not as good because like in the 2013 version, the scene where you know at the beginning where they're like pretty much terrorizing her, throwing tampons and stuff. Yeah. It ends up on like YouTube because somebody records it. So like that's like one of the changes that they kind of make with the newer version. They try to you know adapt yeah. technology to it, and it's like that's not terrible, but at the same time it's like, eh, like did we need it? Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, technology changes. So. That's a good point. I do like how sometimes you like adapt a movie and it's a different like it's in the modern day. You have to make some changes that I don't know. I hadn't even thought about the fact that they would like bully Carrie and then share it on the internet. Um, yeah, that's like a whole level of. It's a whole other level of awful. Yeah, it, it really is. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that level of like bullying as a kid. Yeah, I can't, almost can't even imagine it now. Like, especially with like, I felt what's the best way to say this with so many segments of the internet now. Yeah, like you know, everyone, everyone has their own like pocket of stuff on the internet. Like for whatever you like, there is a hole in the internet that where other people like it right whether it's like card games whether it's a very specific actor a very specific types of books a very specific philosopher whatever it is there is a hole in the internet made for you where you find it totally random probably but there is a space for you and i just like imagine if that space like extended beyond your school Mm -hmm. so like you're in elementary school or you're in high school and then like you have those pockets in the internet, but you still have that circle of just like people that you're going to see every day. Yeah. And like naturally you end up in that circle online right. and you have to deal with that. That's like a whole nother whole nother problem. Right. Right. <laughs> I feel like the the impact would be would last longer too if you're bullied and it's just shared all of you. Because then it's on the internet forever. Like if Carrie from the seventies was bullied the way she was, and then she found out that the internet exists and it's just out there in the world for millions of people to see and you're just constantly reminded because you went viral for some reason like i don't know that would just oh that would suck she'd have to kill the she world she had to kill every viewer so <laughs> she's like how many awful. views this video got 20 million okay cool i gotta yeah. kill 20 million people like that <laughs> my gosh yeah no for real uh so i guess yeah that's a that would suck i so i guess I might check the 2013 one out just, just to just to check it. Out. But I I am one of those terrible people because I compared the book and the movie. I'm always gonna be like, oh my god, the book was better, or I'm gonna be like, oh my god, the <laughs> movie from the 70s is way more authentic than whatever this modern trash is. Because I'm just that kind. Of <laughs> but so, well, so you don't feel alone. To be fair, I am that person as well. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Like I definitely do that. So I try not to like. Uh, I forgot what is it? holes the book holes. I love that book. So like, oh, the movie, I never I read like, oh, they, they changed some stuff, but it, it's it's still a decent movie. Yeah. Like it was alright. <laughs> uh, like even speaking of Kick Ass, Kick Ass, I read like all of the books for the most part. Oh, cool. Okay. So I, by the time the second movie came out, I was like, oh, they changed it a bit. Like, why would they change it? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, many yeah, things. yeah, 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 no. no, for real. So I I totally understand. But before we get out of here, I want to say, like, uh, lasting impression. Like, why does this movie, like, always stick with you? Why is it one of your faves? Um, It's one of my faves. Any movie or book that gets emotion out of me, because I, I do not cry. I hate crying. Usually I'm just like, ew, crying. 
But if a mm-hmm. movie makes me, if I get a knot in my throat, uh, if I, my eyes start watering, I'm just like, this is this is a good movie. And there are a lot of things, as someone who grew up a young religious teen, went through not bullying, but a few mm-hmm. things that were um, traumatic in like my youth. I, I did relate to Carrie in certain aspects of being a teenage girl and having like the secular world tell you one way to be a woman and the religious world tell you another way, like how to be a woman. Um, it, you're kind of in the middle. Um, and that's kind of what I felt when I was reading Carrie. Um, yeah. I thankfully I was never bullied because I actually went to a you know a religious high school. Um, mm-hmm. so everybody was a religious fanatic, yay! But it's just <laughs> you know, but being a person of color or being you know being a woman of color and going through all these like weird things growing up, um, I don't know. I just I just related in some ways. I that's what's it's just I think actually. I think Carrie's the only Stephen King book where I love it specifically for Carrie's relatability. Um, all that's going on around her. Religious trauma is a, it's a funny thing. I don't know. But I, mm-hmm. it's another reason why I love religious themes in horror because I yeah. I like when horror shows the other side of the coin, coin when religion is involved. Um, yeah. You need you need the quote unquote negative views of religion because if you're only seeing the positive views of your beliefs, you're going to always think you're the good guy. Um, you need to, you need yeah. something in your face to be like, Hey, you know, this is cool, but some of this is not okay. And that's, Oh, I, that's what I got a lot from Carrie. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Cause I, I, I as you were talking, I was even thinking like, you know, cause the witchcraft angle, I was thinking about the craft. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like I know, I guess you could say paganism in that point. Yeah. In that, in that case, it's like they found their power through their powers, but like the movie also answered the question of like what happens if one person just takes it too far? Yep. <laughs> like it's all, it's all funny games at first, but like when someone's just like, no, now is like the time to start murdering. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, that's a problem. Yeah. That's, that's a complete problem. There's a good and an evil way to do certain things. And you know, someone's always going to take it too far. And then there's always going to be a little bit of trauma that's with it. It, it all depends on yeah. how you as a person handle it, work through it. Um, sometimes it really is just the people, not necessarily the religion itself. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, that's 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 definitely what I took from Carrie. Um, aside from being a teenage girl sucks sometimes. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life is basically high school. That's pretty much Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think that's why this movie always kind of stuck with me in some ways. Like, uh, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't know the best way to say it, but like, I, since I've been watching horror my, literally my entire life, since I was like probably roughly six years old or so, I'm so used to seeing women leads mm-hmm. and horror is one of those genres where women leads probably the most common, but like not in a sappy romantic comedy kind of way, yeah. not to shoot on romantic comedies because I actually like a few of those. but just like generally (laughs) generally you know is women in horror tend to be like non-stereotypical or can be yes some of them are but they can be non-stereotypical and because of that i've always been like okay with seeing women leads a lot so like i think that's and carrie in a lot of ways is almost like the queen of that in some ways she's like a unique kind of final girl yes she has like a very unique story a very yeah like you said very unique relatability to to her in terms of how she was written 
and in especially in comparison to other Stephen King works, like even The Shining or Pet Cemetery, it's like those characters are kind of fleshed out, but you're not meant to. I don't feel like you're really meant to relate to them. It's more of like watching almost character studies. Yeah, yeah, they're more complex than just the good guy and the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's like especially like The Shining, which. I always tell Jackie that was actually one of our favorite episodes to record because that movie is just like really interesting and yeah. how, like, you're not really supposed to like anybody, no. but like everyone has like human motivations, yes. which makes them interesting. Yes. It's just a su- supernatural component on top. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Carrie is definitely unique in that you could actually get to relate to her, get to spend time with her, get to sympathize with her, get to understand her. So by the time the murders happen, everyone's kind of like, well, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of should have happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like this feels right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a happy ending, guys. This is this is a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you once again, Nina, for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming back for a second time. We definitely want to have you for a third. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. I also love being the person that's just like, but in the book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need those people in lives, man. People need to read more. Myself included. We all need to read more. Now I just do audio books because I'd be too lazy sometimes to hold the book. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fun experience. Definitely highly recommend all your books, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, thank you. Thank you. You want to tell everyone where they can find you before we get out of here? Yeah, you can find me at uh, The Wandering Reader on Instagram. That's the lowercase underscore wandering underscore reader. Um, that's kind of it. I'm literally just on Instagram. I, I don't do this. I understand. <laughs> that, that makes perfect sense. It's hard to keep up with all these damn platforms. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks again for coming. Appreciate it. It's a blast to talk about. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Have a good one, guys. And as Jackie always says, ooh, you goes goodbye.